What is up, everybody? And finally, on this beautiful Saturday morning, we've been talking about doing an episode straight from an RFD event, and here we are in Laguna Hills, California. Welcome to Rick for Dirt. I'm Ali. And I'm Frank. And yeah, we're, we're at our meetup, and people are mingling, hanging out, talking. Yeah, yeah. And this we've is, got a nice showing. This is cool. This is a first for us where we're actually recording from the Rigged for Dirt meetups. Uh, we happen to be at the OC one this month. Um, next week, we're going to be doing the Joshua Tree cleanup, so there won't be an RFD LA. But that won't matter if you're listening to this, because it's going to be this so is the past. In the past. <laughs> this is now the past. You are in the future. We are talking to you from before. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, first Saturdays every month, we do the Orange County events. And yep. then second Saturdays of each month, we are in LA. So no matter what um that's kind of the cadence we've got going now yeah 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 you can catch up with us at either one of those we're usually there one of us is usually always there um speaking of there i'm actually surprised you're here because you've been in hawaii for like <laughs> a month <laughs> three and a half weeks yeah wow. i've been there for a while <laughs> three and a half, was it three and a half weeks yeah three and a half weeks Holy almost a month shit. <laughs> i was gone for a long haul we do um well, I'm gone for almost a week and a half um, just for work. Right. So uh, we do like this whole, actually, no, sorry. It wasn't three and a half. It was two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, three what and happened? a half does sound pretty long, but it was two and a half. And um, we're there for the Ironman World Championship. Okay. Right. So a bunch with of triathletes. Shimano. Yeah, with Shimano. So we're hanging out with a bunch of triathletes, you know, some of the fittest people in the world. Right. And we're just kind of walking around in, in their, you know, their swimming outfits and their cycling outfits. It's a... It's definitely like a wake-up call. You're like, hi, my name's Frank. I CrossFit. Like, whatever, yeah, dude. whatever, dude. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I CrossFit at 5 a.m. and then I do this and then I do that and then right. I do this. <laughs> oh, you mean my warm-up? Yeah. yeah, it's my warm-up. Exactly. How was, so, so how was a, how was an event like that? An event like that is absolutely insane. Um, they have about uh, a little over 2,500 participants. Okay. Um, and all of their wow. friends and family because it's a world championship. So a ton of people show up. Um, it's the single largest event on the big Island. And I mean, everything sells out that's, all the hotels, all the car rentals, 2,500 competitors. Com- yeah. Just the competitors. Yeah. Yep. And these are, these are pretty decent level. Athletes. They run the gamut, right? So you have your pro field, right? Which is probably about 150 between okay. the men and women. Like the elites. Yes. Okay. I mean, you're pros like straight up. Yep. These are, these are pros. They do this for a living. Um, and then you have your age groupers and okay. your semi-pros. And the age groupers are what it sounds like. They're just broken up by age group, right? Men and, men and women. And, I mean, like this year, I think the oldest competitor was 86. Oh, wow. Um, unfortunately, he DNF'd. Um, last year, he was the oldest person to finish an Ironman. He was coming back this year to uh, reclaim to yeah. reclaim the, the title, but he DNF'd, unfortunately. A guy from Japan. Um, I've got a picture of him, actually. I'll post it on my Instagram. He's he's rad. <laughs> no matter where he got, he did better than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for those who don't know, like you're basically talking about a 2.4-mile swim, um, a 112-mile bike ride, yep. and then a marathon, a 26.2. Yep. Each one of those in and of themselves is an event. Yeah, straight up. People yeah. like do those individually. Yeah, exactly. People train for those individually, right? Like you have people that train to do marathons yep. or train to do a you know century bike ride. Um, but no, these are all... Um, in one day, I think the record is sub eight hours yeah, on, on the island. You're talking about a place where the average temperature is 88 to 92 degrees. Wow. Humidity is in the 70s, you know, 70% are up. So the dehydration is probably a big Oh, it's issue. huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's one of the most, it's one of the, this is like, 
being able to do an Ironman anywhere else in the world is is nothing compared to doing it in Kona. Right. Like it's a whole different ball game. You've got wind that can be up to sixty miles an hour. We've seen people blown off the Close course. Close to hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like there's been people that have little literally been blown off the course. So disc <laughs> wheels are banned oh, because they will blow you off the course. Like it's it's a nutty race, man. It's yeah. when when people finish, nothing. There's no words that can explain the the look on their face and the 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 tax the toll on their bodies right. that in them being there in person like when you watch these people finish the finish line especially the ones that are finishing at um at midnight when the cutoff is they've been out there for 14 hours man i know That's like for, like they come in and like it is every land. It's it's not even strength at that point. It's just sheer willpower. Right. That's it's a, it's a big mental game. It's right? all it is at that point. It's just a sheer. Oh, actually, you know what? Someone you know did it this year. Who's that? Jade. Jade. Did Jade do it? Yeah. It was she did the Ironman this year? Nice. Yeah, she did it. She finished. Um, she finished about eleven o'clock. I could see her getting blown off course. Yeah. There's like <laughs> yeah, nothing. She's tiny. Yeah. She's like meat and bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially now because she was training for this, so yeah. she's super skinny, super wavy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she did awesome, and she was. But yeah, we we ran. Uh, because she was struggling, it was hard. I mean, it's it's hard. It's challenging for anybody. Yeah. And you know, she's an athlete, and she was she was struggling. And we went out there, and we ran um, with her probably nice. a good mile and a half nice. to to bring her in. So no, that was a, that, I mean, that's an experience. I do that one every year. And there's nothing like if you ever want to get affirmation of what the human body can do right. and what just like sheer willpower, like determination. The, the what that can accomplish go watch an iron man they're all over the country go as a spectator and uh-huh. my and, and if you can only go for a short minute go between 10 o'clock and midnight okay go to the end and because see how these oh, people come in if you don't if you don't cry uh you're you're dead inside right like right. it's seriously the like emotion oh my gosh it is, is like electric yeah. it's a whole other level and but but like i said more importantly you will walk out of there with a much better understanding of what you're capable of. Sure. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. And just, just an appreciation of what people can do. And yeah, an appreciation yeah. for the dedication that people can can put themselves Dude, in. Hard, hard work and dedication, man. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, like the root of many, right? many things. Absolutely. It's it's kind of the it's kind of the gateway drug <laughs> if, <laughs> to, if you're, to if success. You're, <laughs> if you're bitching about not having something, it's because you probably haven't put enough of one of those two things. Right. In. And heart, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that go, goes in line with dedication. It's just like these people want it. Like my sister-in-law, uh, she's mul- she's got multi Ironman under her belt. Yeah. And uh, she truly is an athlete. Um, I see her on the off season. I'm like, how the hell do you even do anything? Right. Like, how are you capable of any of this? And then when she's training, it's like, oh yeah, we just did 110 whatever mile, whatever it is, like yeah. trail run. I'm like, like what? You ran, you ran it? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, ran you know, it. it's kind of like a jog, but you're yeah. like constantly moving, and yeah, it's just insane because it it's insane. like she's at hour 24 of this thing, and it's like, fuck. Oh yeah, she's literally been on her feet yeah. without long moving. Yeah. So. One of my favorite things to do is a 24-hour race. I used to do them a lot when I was younger. Um, have you ever done one? No. Oh, no. so they do one here in Idlewild. Uh-huh. It's the 24 hours of, of adrenaline, and it's a mountain bike race. Uh-huh. And usually you go in as a team, a team of four or five. Is it like relay style? It's relay style, exactly. Okay. But there are people that do it solo. They solo the 24 hours. Wow. It's insane. But yeah, I mean, but that's a ton of fun. You go out there, you're out there, it's um, Saturday, Sunday. Uh-huh. It starts at 8 a.m., on Saturday ends at 8 a.m. on Sunday. You camp, 
you take your team you guys are you guys are trading off every every couple of hours crazy and uh just doing laps it's 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 fun and the night time is even crazier like it's you're riding for hours at night and it's it's really intense but at the same time like just invigorating it's fun well i bet i mean like whenever you're in the middle of something yeah you just either either you quit or you go yeah right? and it's amazing too apart. how much harder you can push yourself when you have a team behind you yeah you know when you have a team that you're either fighting for or they're cheering you on like when you have that extra push it's amazing how much further you you'll go yeah, I mean, well, we see it in CrossFit all the time. Yeah, right? that's true. Right? Yeah, exactly. The community comes together and just pushes you that much further, gets that like last little ounce that you thought you didn't have. And oh, you, dude, you get, yeah. yeah. So I hadn't been to the gym in like two months because I had my handhole. Uh huh. Right, and I, and then I had like <laughs> that's the worst description of any injury. My handhole. <laughs> that's just what I'm calling it now because that's what it is. I, think, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. There's but, been many men who've called it that, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but basically, um, I Is had it better this, now. Oh, it's way better. It's yeah. like your open sore that's now gone. Yeah, yeah. So I had Frank this Fox. weird. I had this weird like I thought it was a blood blister. Um, so Frank I popped Fox. it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I thought it was a blood blister, so I popped it, and it came right back. Like literally, like it was like one of those things, like one of those horror movies where you throw the doll away and it's back in the kitchen yeah. the next morning. It was kind of like that. Like I popped it, you know, blood came out and it went down and then the next morning it was back. Yeah. And I was just like, what? What? Oh, whoa, that's weird. It's like I had a little mind of its own. And so um, I kind of played that game for like four days and it wouldn't go away. So then finally I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. And I was like, that's not. Yo, that's my hand. That hole. doesn't make me. Well, at this point it wasn't a hole. It was just a blood dome. <laughs> right. And it was just like weird, like kind of blood thing. And so, you know, he's like, I'm going to send you to a specialist. So he sends me to the dermatologist and the dermatologist looks at it and he's like, yeah, I know exactly what that is. And I was like, well, what is it? He wouldn't tell me. We went back and forth. No kidding. for like five minutes. He would not tell me what it was. Uh-huh. He just said, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. You'll be fine. And I was like, well, what is it? He's like, it's, I see all the time. Uh, non-answer the whole time. Sure. And so finally, like, I, I almost felt like he was looking at me like, look, man, I don't have time to give you an education in, in biology and anatomy. Like you, you're here for me to fix it. Let me fix it so you can leave. And handles. And, right. And so, but essentially what happens is like, apparently, um, this was a subdermal trauma. And, okay. um, if in some situations, um, your body reacts differently to trauma and instead of scabbing and just drying out and re replenishing skin cells yep. this one um started reproducing blood cells or blood veins yeah blood vessels and so those blood vessels obviously are not meant to be exposed yep. so they burst right they're not they're not tough and so he said it's going to keep happening you keep bursting it it's going to keep reproducing blood vessels so right. it's going to keep bleeding like profusely so, like so basically yeah he basically uh took a core sample of my hand yeah and that took it about two millimeters deep and then he cauterized it, which was great, by the way. There's nothing like this, like the sound of singeing flesh sure. and then the smell. Like, that was fantastic. Yep. Um, and then, um, so I literally had a hole in my hand, like two, two and a half millimeters deep. I had this, this hole in my hand. And because of that, I couldn't go to the gym because any movement in my hand would tear it open. Sure. So I had to basically, and then I went on vacation. So for about two months, I was out of the gym. And it's finally good now. Like, you can see I got yeah. my, my hand holes nice. gone. Good. Um, and I went to the gym and I, no kidding, dude, I, I did the first, I did the wad uh-huh. and I about had a freaking heart attack. I thought, oh, I, thought, I thought I was going to stroke out, man. I'm sitting there sucking wind. Yeah. My chest hurts. My rib cage hurts. Like my abs are on fire. Right. 
like I, I'm sweating profusely. Like I thought I was gonna come. I, I seriously thought I was gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was stupid. <laughs> so now that we've lost half our listeners, yeah, sorry guys. Um, to the handhold. To the handhold. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're back in one shape, in one piece. Yeah, back in shape. Back in shape. <laughs> or getting back in shape. Getting back in shape and back in one piece. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, goes to show that little. That little wound you have, go get it checked out. Right. If it doesn't heal up. If it doesn't heal up quickly. Months, yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, we're getting older, so things don't things don't me. things yeah. don't function the way they're supposed to anymore. Seriously, <laughs> once you get in your forties, oh, dude, fucked. they weren't kidding. You know what's funny is this was like literally the week after my birthday. Yeah. I turned forty, and then boom, hand yeah, goes you, to hell. You have your first major issue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. one of my knees are going out, and oh. hopefully, I don't fall and break a hip. But, anyways, so. Um, people didn't tune in to listen to us talk about the self pity or the, the, the yeah. aging self pity. No, um, <laughs> but I, you, went, I went on a pretty gnarly trip. Yeah, myself. you've been yeah. busy. You yeah. were you did a, a, a trip that I was originally go- trying to do. I was gonna do, but Adam planned it while I was in Hawaii. Obviously, so I had to. I had to not. I couldn't. I couldn't go with you guys. Yeah. But where did you guys go? You guys had so, a blast. Yeah. I mean, well, to lead up to it, I I left my previous place of employment. Yep. Um, after almost five years. And I took a month off. Yeah. And in that month, I did a bunch of things. Um, maybe should have fucking... Hey, Matt. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, should have maybe done a little bit more. Like, Kate's still, like, half half done and had plenty of time to get her done, but hashtag lazy. Um, <laughs> hashtag time off break. But, yeah, in that, in that month off, what I decided to do was take this six-day, just find a piece of me trip. You yeah, know, like yeah, um, kind of just clear my head and get back to center. And it started with uh, with an invite from Adam, the one that he asked us to come out to Sonora, California. Yeah, and he invited me, and I was all in. And then I found out that uh, Brad and Marco were going as well, so I reached out to Brad, and we decided to all caravan up together. Nice. Uh, so I met up with them out in like the Corona area, and yeah, we. Uh, we we headed up north and it was a great drive up and then we we get we get to the the rest of the group and it's adam oh that one dude <laughs> did i get that right yeah wow it's a first oh that one dude yeah <laughs> oh, he's that one dude <laughs> it's like the number one um and then uh, ragnarok jku yeah uh which is josh and his wife michelle yeah and uh, we also ended up connecting with uh, CJ, uh, which is CJ Favela. He's got a, everyone's got Jeeps. Right. It was kind of like a Jeep trip. And then we ended up with one bastard Toyota. Um, <laughs> usually that's you, but it was, uh, it was uh, Yoda Soldier. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoda Soldier. Man, that build is so awesome. Yeah. Really, that dude. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then also Eric Bandy. Who is Ruba Khan, like the Revenge of Khan? Oh, like that's from funny. Star Trek. Yeah, and that's kind of like I guess where the inspiration came from for that for that rig. For oh that wow! Rig. Yeah, um, I love the theme rigs. Did you see the Ghostbusters one that's here? No, you didn't see the Ghostbusters Forerunner that's down here. No, I oh didn't okay. See it. After this, you oh, gotta go funny. check it out. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we all met up at one of these like gas stations, and that whole town up there in Sonora um, is really cool. By this time, Ryan Yoda Soldier in. Um, Eric from uh, Rubahan Khan. I, I say Khan because I'm Persian, and we we pronounce <laughs> we pronounce things like K and H together really well. Um, anyways, so they hadn't met up with us yet. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, we take off and we go to our first trail, which is Sourgrass. Yeah, up there. And what a fun little! It's like a very small trail, but it has a lot of little technical areas. Oh, okay, yeah. And it also has a pretty epic water crossing. And depending on the time of year, it's more epic or uh, it's downright like like a trickle, frightful. Oh, or it goes down to just like a nice little stream. Oh, okay. You know? And by the time we got there, it was maybe like a foot and a half, like if that. Like it just came up to like halfway up. Yeah. Um, but it still made it fun, made it exciting. Like you know. Uh, get the tires a little wet and then have to like crawl up some rocks is always like an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah. In I mind. did see some, some cool rock crawling picks yep. and see, did you guys have the guys from power tank with you too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing they didn't, we didn't meet up with, uh, Steve and, uh, um, Tyler until the following day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or later that day. It's, it was after we got, no, it was the following day. Cause we spent the night after sour grass and then we went to do, um, so we did three separate trails, Sourgrass, Slick Rock. So oh, we met yeah, up with them yeah, for yeah. Slick Rock. That's the one that Adam was really talking oh, yeah. up. He was like, that's like the mini Rubicon. Yeah, he was saying that was just a gorgeous trail and oh, a fun trail. Dude, I mean, it's just beautiful, these like granite slabs. And yeah, he was telling me like he waterfalls. was, you could tell when he was, when I told him I couldn't go, he was telling me more about it. Yeah. Like he was just rubbing like it just, in. Yeah. Well, he just wanted you to experience oh, totally, it yeah. some way, somehow, because yeah. they, I mean, it's so cool to hear him talk about it and then. Especially going on the trail with him. He lights up like a kid when he yeah, talks about yeah, it. Yeah, he just loves it yeah. so much. Um, I've been kind of tripping on this Prius out here next to the... <laughs> next to the, the, the Chevy. The ZR2, yeah. Like the Colorado, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got all kinds here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, none of these vehicles have access arcade stickers on them, except for this guy. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... Sourgrass was cool. We camped out. Literally, my campsite, my tent, I opened up the window and I was on the side of the little river oh wow that flowed by the campsite that yeah. we posted up at and, that must have been cool oh dude so cool and you know um food is always amazing especially when you have marco around and of course he didn't he didn't turn it on until the next day i did uh i did my kebab so everyone was kind of stoked on that we did yep. uh, i did chicken for everybody and we did basically what's called like Persian burritos. Like we get the lavash bread. Yeah, yeah. That shallot yogurt. Yeah, the yogurt. Put and it the, all together. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, so everyone was stoked. And so good. I think Marco appreciated not having to cook every single night. And uh, and then, yeah, the following morning we packed up. We did the trail basically uh, in reverse. We, we did a little bypass. And then... Um, and then headed over to Slick Rock. And uh, that's where we met Power Tank. Oh, okay. Um... We all connected, and yeah, that trail is beautiful. I mean, it's it's got, I mean, it's one of those trails where you think it's over and then it starts again, and you think it's over and it starts again. And I think the next two two trails that we did, uh, Slick Rock and Deer Valley, yeah, uh, were both kind of like that. Deer Valley, especially because Deer Valley, I mean, when you talk to Adam, he's like, "Oh, it's just really a fire road," but this is our fire road, and it's like the fire road is something that you cannot go on without a four wheel. Oh, no kidding. High clearance vehicle. Like, <laughs> nice. Like you're not going on there like with a camera. It's yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, so Slick Rock has some amazing features as well as towards the end, you end up in this like gauntlet where it's this like steep uphill climb with waterfalls in conjunction with it. So you're, you're going off camper. We had to do some three point turns because of how tight the turns were. Um, throughout the time that we were on Slick Rock, CJ ends up uh, breaking his track bar mount. So we had Steve from Power Tank actually had a welding kit that he 
assembled off of parts on Amazon, not a full. Wow. It's not like he bought a kit. He yeah. made a kit. And so he did like a field weld. We like, you know, cleaned, we stripped. Everything. Oh, wow. It was like all hands on deck. And then uh, Ratchet strapped it just for good measure. And CJ was fine. And CJ got to the gauntlet, no problem, driving up. And halfway up, everyone else is having a great time. Yeah. We, all, we all found different like lines going up. Yeah. But for CJ, halfway up the first stretch, the first incline going up the gauntlet, we were all talking and everyone's getting through it and everyone's like having fun and um, you hear a boom and we're like, fuck. His track bar mount probably just grenaded. Like, oh my gosh. We're like, oh, it's it just gave up the ghost. Yeah. And so we all go down to look at his rig expecting to see the track like just bar. just total and destruction like, and yeah. No, it's that thing's solid. Wow. No, his rear drive shaft grenaded. The, at the yoke, we're at the transfer case, yeah. just blew up. Wow. And so there's parts just, just strewn everywhere. Strewn everywhere. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And it was just like, <laughs> everyone's just like staring at it going, how, how does this one guy have this luck, right? <laughs> so CJ, he's, a, he's actually a sheriff up there. Oh, okay. Sonora. So, you know, the dude deals with stress on a daily. Um, he's got military background. He's just such a solid guy. So calm, cool, collected is dude, like his MO. He was smiling. Yeah. He's like laughs and smiles. I mean, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, exactly. It's already happened. What's done is done, right? Stressing out, getting pissed and upset is just going to compound an already shitty situation. And it situation. just prolongs your arrival to a solution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to have to figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of the things that I used to be um, in, when we started doing all this. And I mean, like just kind of getting back into off-roading and overlanding before I was a lot more stressed, yep. <laughs> daily life stressed, right? But I was also like, I found that I was more like, I guess the only way to put it, I guess, is more of a hothead. Yeah. Like you just, sure. you, you would just get kind of wound up yep. quick, right? And, and yeah, road rage. Yeah, actually, I yeah. would. I would like sometimes punch a steering wheel and be like, yeah. "You, you know, MF or whatever, right?" Sure. Like, and and now it's kind of like, "Look, it's what's done is done, and how do I push through it?" Right? Like, it's it's a it's a different approach to this whole to the whole thing, right? And kind of how it all, like you said, right? Like it's just calm, cool, collected, different approach, and I mean, arriving at a solution and just leaving the rest behind. I've got an hour and a half drive, and so much shit happens al along that yeah. time. Yeah, and I just. I just watch them all deal with it. Right. Because at the end of the day, no matter whether it, I'm driving for an hour and a half or 30 minutes, I'm still going to get somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you get wound up on it. Yeah. Literally zero is going to change. Yep. Exactly. So anyways, CJ is just in good spirits. And it's and it's funny because you, would, you sometimes have a hard enough time replacing something in your driveway. You're like, oh, I need a lift. Right, or, right. Bro, we're at a whatever degree incline, steep incline. Um, rocks everywhere. The Jeep itself is on rocks that could give out if they You're wanted right, to. Right, right. Like, and uh, we chalked the wheels as best we could, and CJ's under there taking off his drive shaft. Wow. So, I mean, luckily he is on rocks, so there was plenty of clearance for him to get under there, which is great because you don't necessarily want to jack anything when you're in that situation. Yeah, exactly. But just the fact of just throwing caution to the wind and putting trust in nature that it's going to stay exactly where it's at and get underneath this rock is buried for thousands of that it's pounds <laughs> yeah. of vehicle right and then wrenching on stuff and moving your jeep like because it's, it's yeah a bit of force oh right? totally yeah so you know that's the kind of balls that dude had how and did he get it rolling again 
Well, you know, you put it in four-wheel drive, and so now he you're just front-wheel did the front-wheel drive. drive. Yep, that's all he did, huh? Yeah, and, and unfortunately with the Jeep, you have to go four low. Oh, no kidding! To engage front wheel, which is fine because you're basically in four low the entire way on the trail. Oh, okay. So he wasn't. I mean, he was at a disadvantage, but he wasn't in a gear ratio that he wasn't that he wasn't going to be in anyway. Right, and then to their credit, Adam and everyone they they foresaw shit going down because it always right. goes down so they had a truck with a trailer ready at the end of the trip no kidding yeah Dude, I mean, that's solid it couldn't have been a better that is solid event we all <laughs> pitched in some money wow like we had marco cooking for two of the main nights like yeah. it was just an awesome awesome time anyways um he gets the drive shaft off and uh we end up getting him towed up by eric uh rubicon and uh he gets he gets him towed up we got through the trail and the trailer's waiting and yeah. he loads up and off he goes. Wow. Um, we, before that happens though, we end up uh, camping out because it's funny, CJ was, CJ originally when that track bar thing happened, he's like, I sh- I'm just going to leave. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. And uh, he ended up camping out with us, you know, overnight and we finished up the trail the following day. Uh, Marco that, that night had actually made, uh, um, what did Marco make? So Marco made two things during the trip. He made shrimp and fish burritos which Ooh. were stupid oh, good man. he also Sounds created his right own like roasted vegetable like salsa i mean the dude is just so good at what he yes. does he had a freaking blender <laughs> he pulled out this like battery he told me he told me that he was shopping blender. for a blender to yeah. take oh no he, he got it he got it huh he got it and he used it <laughs> he told me at, at the summer camp yeah that he was like he goes you know i'm looking for a, a small portable blender yeah. something that i can take <laughs> on the trail with me and i was like man that's a that's a that's a tough one i go but you know as someone who cooks the way he does and yeah. makes all these different things, yep. you can only imagine the doors that a blender opens. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like now you're talking about the sauces, the and, sauces yeah. and all the different stuff that normally normally you can't do without a blender. Yeah. And he had like, dude, he had like these chipotle spices. Oh man. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get a lot better than when you go on a trail with, with Marco. So we have to do a buddy eating. plug at this point. Sure. Right, and plug his cookbook. Oh yeah, he's got uh he's got his overland cookbook. Yeah. Yeah, volume yeah. one. Yeah. Um, if you want to check it out, go to his uh, Instagram page. It's O V R L N D X, uh, Overland X, and check it out. He's got a link on there. You go uh, support Homeboy. Yeah, because he he definitely knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And a few recipes that you will find in there are ones that you'll probably use. Forever. You can use them at home. Yep. Like the don't think this is just an Overland cookbook. Like you could these are these are the way that I have the, I have the book. Yeah. Right. So I've been flipping through it and I've been planning some meals myself. And so they're so simple mm-hmm. that these can also easily be like. 15 to 30 minute meals at home yeah like you could whip out a meal at home and have an amazing dinner with and, these things and so much easier too it's for so you. much easier yeah at it's home. it's totally worth it um so yeah so go check out go check out marco uh and his cookbook um he's worth checking out just in general absolutely such a cool rig yeah and every he's the guy he's just the kind of guy that thinks everything through so we end up uh, finishing Slick Rock, which was just epic, and I recommend it to anyone listening. And if you go to Trail Recon on YouTube, you'll um, you'll be able to watch the video of us doing all these trails. He he video. Oh, cool! Half of it he was filming the entire time, so half of our purpose there was for him to get this amazing content. And uh, even by the end of it, Brad was just like, "This was some of the most epic trails that I've ever seen." Oh, check out this Army surplus guy. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty rad. It's like yeah. a troop carrier, or like oh, a little, little troopy. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. 
Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're gonna have we'll have photos of today's uh, meetup as well as you'll see photos of my trip and uh, maybe some epic photos from Hawaii that Frank took. Oh yeah, yeah, I have, a, I have a bunch of those. Photos, yeah. yeah, I have a bunch of those. Um, and then Deer Valley, Deer Valley, you know, it starts off really strong. Um, you have like uh, an initial like gatekeeper you kind of get through. But then you think it's okay, it's kind of over, it's kind of over, but it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And then, you know, there's this epic water crossing too. Another one. Uh-huh, on this one as well. And there's a few water crossings on Slick Rock. So there's like water everywhere. I mean, I think one of the, the value props of all three of these trails is the amount of features you drive through the amount of scenery changes and just the epic vistas and just beautiful, just, you know, environment that you're surrounded by. Like you're just enveloped in trees. You've got these beautiful like plains. Uh, you've got these granite, just like overlapping granite slabs that you're on top of. Like, yeah, I, I that sounds awesome. I cannot say it enough that you missed out. Yeah, I know. I know. Not I, to rub it in I know. I, it's, 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 it's ironic that I feel like I missed out having spent, like two epic weeks in, in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's two different things. I it's exactly, but you know, in Hawaii we did so after the work thing. Yeah, I we did some cool stuff. We rented a jeep, mm-hmm. so we've been doing that lately, renting a jeep because there are some places that are difficult to access in the island. Yep, and we went down to South Point um, oh, on the big island. Fishing? Yeah, and we got to we we were I was hanging out shooting pictures. It's a place where people do cliff diving. Yeah. And there were some locals that were Is fishing. Is that why there was a ladder? Yeah. The, the ladder, yeah, you come like, out. Yeah, you come back out of the water, yeah. And um, we made friends with them. Like, yeah. we were just, you know, sitting there talking to them and helping them, like, spot fish and it's the way they catch the, So they don't bring... All they bring is their line, their hook, and their rod and reel. Okay. They catch the bait. And the way they catch it is uh-huh. ingenious. Okay. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. They catch these little stick fish. They're called stick fish. And they throw a piece of bread down, uh-huh. and all these fish just flood to it. And they just Hundreds around them. So then they throw their hook down, and they drop it right in the middle, and they just pull hard. And they're basically just trying to stab one. Oh, okay. All right. And they, and, they snag and a, them. They snag them, nice. and a fish just comes flying out of the water up the cliff. And how, how high up is that cliff? I mean, it's high. It's a good 60 feet. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you catch your fish and you're still pulling it up 60 feet? Yeah, and it just flings it. They're pulling it up with such force Damn. that the fish just flies out of the water onto the cliff. And then they obviously take it off the hook, put it on their big hook for yep. the bigger fish, and throw it right back in. And now they're fishing for the big guys. No kidding. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah, so, cool. the, so the ones that I posted on mine, on my Instagram, those are uh, some of the fish they caught. And we were fishing with them, and it was it was a blast. That like, is one thing I like to do next time I go to Hawaii is like we've done the whole like family timeshare thing. Um, but I've always wanted to do just like a couple of epic days of fishing. Like yeah. Deep sea off the shores of Hawaii. There's some incredible fishing oh, out yeah. there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. And then we uh, we swam with the manta rays nice. at night. That was incredible. Damn. These things are like seven feet across and they just come up like within a half inch of you, like literally a half inch. You can feel them like brushing up against you. That's right. Their their mouths could swallow you whole. Like it's un- it's incredible. That's insane. But it's, they're very like docile, right? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they eat krill. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they they come out at night. So it's it's a night thing. They don't really spook either, right? They nah. let you just chill. No, nah, as long as you're chilling on the surface, they just do. They do these giant loops underwater. That's so right. And so their bellies come up and kind of rub against your belly. Nice. Like it's really it's it's an experience, man. You bumped bellies with men. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a total experience. And then you know the green sand beaches and the waterfalls. We did all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, Shannon, being Shannon, we did a day of cleanup. Mm-hmm. So we we volunteered one day um, at this sacred site um, up and up 
in on the west side of the Big Island, uh-huh. and um, it's a local group. And so we went out there. We did a cleanup with them, and uh, had access as a result to some freshwater pools. Okay, that very were, cool. That were kind of flowing in that flow into the ocean and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it was incredible. So it was an incredible trip. That's all I could say. How was uh, so? How was the vibe when it comes to uh, um, some of the political? things that are happening in hawaii right now with the uh, uh, telescopes yeah yeah the telescopes the telescope, yeah yeah the so mountain. so there's a couple things right because we did we did cross over to hilo were there protests going on oh absolutely okay absolutely they're camped out um on the at, at the entrance to the mountain where the telescopes are mauna kea mauna kea yeah. yeah yep so up towards mauna kea so essentially what's happening is um and I'm not 100% versed, so I'm going to just speak to what I know to be true. Sure. Um, so essentially, like, the the whole area, the whole mountaintop, I mean, the, the, the reality is that a lot of the natural features on these islands are sacred. Right. You've had people that have been living here for centuries, and, of course, just like any other human-inhabited place that's that old, right. anything unusual is going to be assigned value. Right. And back then, the way that you assign value is by making it sacred, whether it's a place of worship, a place of burial, a place to, you know, to worship ex God. Yep. Right. So. So, yeah, it's only natural that places like mountain top volcano tops. Yep. Right. Are are sacred. Right. For worshiping a volcano God or Mauna Kea or, or whoever. Right. Mauna Lea, all et cetera. And so, you know, when they built the original telescopes, um, I think they came in it came in so heavy-handed that they that at the time and the climate at the time um was well it happened they just so bulldozed they over just everything. they just no pun intended but they, they just they conceded just, that yeah. and said fine well fine it's what's done is done kind of what we're talking about right what's done is done but that's it just these telescopes um i think there's like a total of five of them up there yep. right now they're they're already established there's already a lot yeah yep. and so now they want to build a six the world's largest the world's largest exactly yep. on and so now they're saying like look guys enough is enough at this point there's not going to be any real estate left up here yeah right so the sacredness of it is now a hundred percent desecrated versus being you know hi buddy <laughs> People bring their kids yeah. here. It's awesome. <laughs> and their dogs, everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now it's going to be a hundred percent desecrated versus at least having a place that we can consider Still sacred land to. and appreciate. Yeah. Exactly. So I think now the reality is they're just standing their ground. They're just saying enough is enough. And if you really want this satellite that bad, that or sorry, this telescope that badly, then maybe you should take down one of the smaller ones that you're not using anymore. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I think the other issue too is that this is not just an American project. It's a it's an international, international. project. I think there's six countries total, and they, and they they zeroed in on this site. Yes, they zeroed in on this site, and they and I and so I think they're feeling a little bullied, and I think that's why the response is is so so great. Well, there's also been this uh, upturn in uh, you you bouncing. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Take care. Drive safe. Adios. Talk to you soon. Um, there's been this uh, there's been this sur- resurgence of national pride. Yes. Um, within within the Hawaiian community where it's like they feel they, they want to get back to the roots of what it is to be Hawaiian and identify what has been taken away from them. Yeah, and, there's definitely like to take it back. Yeah, there, there there's definitely uh, a, a sense of ownership on. And, and like we felt that a lot when we were volunteering with this group um, that is all Hawaiians. Right. And so they were basically restoring another sacred place that you this this beach um, where were uh, actually one of the, the kings. Uh, Kamehameha was uh, stopped on his trip to unify the islands under one, uh, make them as one, mm-hmm. right? And so this is a very sacred place, and it was been destroyed 
for for decades and so they were they had restored it and made it back into kind of a family friendly place a really beautiful place and there's this sense of reclaiming their heritage right that's happening right now and it has been happening for the past few years yep and you know the the interesting thing is is they're fine they're striking a really nice balance between the modernity of of us you know being a part of the united states yep. and the culture of the us as a whole and the history of being a hawaiian people right and so it's they're striking a really really cool balance and i think what we're seeing is that they're learning to leverage both what they're doing is wholly american they're protesting they're protesting peacefully right and they're right. they're resisting um you know someone taking land from them essentially right right which is at our roots it's what you know that's why the constitution exists right and well, so it's really hard to to watch too when you when you kind of see the happenings on social or on the news and the news hasn't really been giving it i think as much coverage as it deserves true um but it's not a bunch of like you know my personal opinion of like what the current climate is you got a lot of left-wing right-wing guys and they're the worst of both sides right constantly clashing on the on like the mainland side of you know politics yes and they hate the president or they love the president or whatever but they're so galvanized but if you look at what's going on in hawaii you have tribal elders you have children you have uh, right average middle class citizens uh lower class upper class you've got people like the rock you've got people like uh jason momoa right you've got these icons within you know the uh what would you call them polynesian the pacific islander pacific community. Islander yeah. community and it's like dude this is this is more for me it it strikes such a deeper chord than the crap i'm seeing of either entitled people or hateful people like fighting each other there's like, definitely the a very a very real um component to it right it feels less petty yeah it's, right? it's hard it, not it to is sympathize. it is it is not petty 100 percent. It, it's that i think that's exactly what it is there's 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 a real reason here there's a real people in a real culture that's behind this versus it being just petty or it being a matter of opinion this is not a matter of opinion right this I is mean, it, it is what it is and yeah. it's like hey when's enough enough exactly when can we say you know what we've built enough or we've seen enough or you know what what is the greatest benefit that's going to come from looking deeper into space like tracing back your roots i mean at the end of the day we're just going to be a blink right a blink on the face of the earth right it won't we don't even matter right we put such value to it because we think we were human we yeah we philosophize yeah i mean we value in and of ourselves right but 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 beyond that is we we are we are of no value to the earth yeah you know we don't bring i saw that reminds it. me i saw a really funny meme to that point um which kind of resonated because memes normally i just dismiss them i'll, I'll chuckle here and there but this one was actually pretty funny and timely uh-huh. um and it was a it was it was the moon and the earth having a conversation okay and the 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 earth goes i went to the doctor um i'm i'm sick i i i it's term and the moon's like oh no what what happened and he goes i have humans it's terminal it's ter- and so <laughs> then you see this like this um this space like the the moon lander yeah. being constructed on top of the earth yeah. and then it jumps from the earth to the moon and it's and, and then the moon screams what the hell's that what's going on and it goes oh my god it's spreading <laughs> and so then the moon turns around and screams out loud in sheer panic mars run <laughs> and i was just that like is, that's a pretty oh, good one that's perfect it's yeah, perfect i've always seen us as like a, a big mushroom like with spores that like right just, just 
yeah, spread out fungus yeah yeah i mean and the, the the i think it's 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 true and it's not right like that's kind of the the irony of it is that it's true in in practice but it doesn't have to be like we we can we can not we can choose to not be that way yeah you know like we we could we could but i like my gasoline <laughs> I like I like my <laughs> ten miles a gallon Jeep. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to selfishness, greed. Um, yeah, placing yeah. yourself above everything else, and that's what people are really, really good at. And I think it's part of. I think you kind of hit touched on it, which is the fact that I think it's it's a double edged sword, right? So the fact that we're that we are a blink in in the in the grand scheme of things, that we're just a a, a fraction of a fraction of a second in in the historical timeline right right i think that makes us feel that makes us strive to feel significant because we feel insignificant but at the same time we also use it as a way to dismiss our actions that are destructive like everything matters and everything doesn't matter exactly like Like it's a double-edged sword and we we use it at its convenience well my favorite is oh it doesn't matter how much we're polluting because volcanoes exactly like pump so much garbage into uh the atmosphere it's like at the end of the day, it's like we could do better. Well, here's a, here's my analogy for that too, right? Look, imagine if your dog pooped in your yard. Yeah, you could handle that. Yeah. Your yard's not going to die. It's but not if everybody's gonna... dog. Now imagine if everyone's <laughs> dog pooped in your yard. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, like, you want to know over. what the difference is? That's the difference. Yeah. Right. Is that it's one thing for a volcano for the Earth to to pass a little gas, right? It's another thing for the entire human race and all of our creations. To, like, do the same to do thing. the same thing yeah. that's an entirely different program i mean at the end of the day i don't think it's terminal i just think eventually we will fade off die yeah off, and yeah the earth will either regrow but hey there's always the bright side no pun intended that the sun will expand eventually that's true too over <laughs> look whatever, we can save the earth millions but in and millions yeah. and billions of years or whatever <laughs> but it eventually is. the sun's gonna take it anyway yeah, it's, it's <laughs> everything. so fucking get over ourselves and let's move on uh so in classic form welcome to yet another tangent from uh, right. frank and ollie we um but yeah so dear deer valley <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right we were talking about yeah. deer valley um we finish up yeah we finish up our three days of uh trail run uh, trail runs at Deer Valley, and it ends with this pretty nice water crossing. Which I've got this epic uh, step-by-step photo of uh, Eric just smashing through the water, and it must have been like a good 15 feet of spray coming yeah. off his Jeep. It's just insane. So I'll post that picture up for sure. Um, and then yeah, and it was like you know almost tearful goodbyes. Like people really yeah. like, connected and bonded, and you know Adam who loved the guy just. Where's his heart on his sleeve? And, you know, it's always hard to say goodbye to that guy. Oh, shit. I Sorry, Kayla. So, Kayla, Adam's wife, in her Jeep's called Big Sexy. Yep. She the white was, one, right? Yeah. She was yeah. with us as well. So, sorry if I left you <laughs> off at the very beginning. Um, didn't mean to. Anyways, yeah. She, dude, I followed her a lot of the trip. And she's such a badass wheeler. Yeah. And she has, yeah. She, she picks awesome lines and she just gets it done. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, you guys, when you watch the video from Trail Recon, you'll see all of us kind of doing our thing. I'll join you guys in the That's next right. one. I oh, have some new goodies in the FJ2. Yep. You just got your sliders on, didn't you? I got my sliders. I got my power tank. Nice. So, you know, huge, 
thanks to Tyler for making that happen. Adam, Adam and Brad actually helped me with that, and nice. then Tyler came through clutch to say, "We have the candy red one that you're, that will fit nicely with your wheels." Nice, <laughs> so, that's so bad. Yeah, so I was like, "This is awesome." So wait, what were you using before, like a Vire? Yeah, I was using a Vire. I still have it, the Vire compressor, the which Vire is a great compressor. One the, hour Philip, the four, yeah, one hour Philip. No, it's, it's the four, the four fifty auto. Like it's a really good compressor. It's got a yeah. hundred. 100% uh, runtime. It's really good. Um, I've been using that for a couple of years yeah. and it's been tried and true. It, it's perfect. I, I'm not getting rid of it because it's, it's actually pretty small. Well, you want the backup. Yes. You definitely want yes. Like Power Tank's awesome and you're going to get like four Phillips. Oh, no. Your... I'll get like 22 out of them. What are you on? I'm on 33s. Oh, you're on 33s. I'll get, yeah. it'll do 22 tires. 22 tires, right? Yeah. yeah. You divide that by four. Yes. So you get about four to five Phillips. About five, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't correct me when I'm right. And uh, but when it when that runs out, say on like a trip like we had, we actually had people towards the end running out. Oh, okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you want that backup. Oh, absolutely. You know, because absolutely. you're not you're not refilling on the on the yeah. Trip. yeah yeah. I don't think I'll have that challenge because even when we did a longer trip where we were kind of going from road to to dirt like we did for um, Expo. Yep. Even then, I only filled up three times. Nice. Uh, so I don't think I'll have that challenge. Yeah. For the most part, it's it's a solid system. Totally. Yeah. Totally. For most for most people, it's totally it's fine and i got the smaller tank i got the 10 pound okay um and the only reason i got the 10 pound was for clearance um in because of where i put it if i had more room i would have got the 15 pound yeah um and that gives me a ridiculous amount of phillips nice um but the 10 pound is is plenty um especially since i'm running 33s yep so i have that and then um i got uh the sliders yep so i went to the mellow yep and uh, got some sliders put on. Actually, the the day, so that was crazy. Um, I flew home from Hawaii. We flew home from Hawaii on a red eye. So we left Hawaii at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. We got home to San Francisco at um, 4.30. Oh, where you were staying in San Francisco? No, no, we were just transitioning. Okay. Right, layover. So I got hosed on my seat. My, I got a seat in front of the exit row, okay. which means my seat wouldn't recline. So oh, I didn't no sleep. Shit, I didn't know so that. I took a red eye and didn't sleep. <laughs> so I was completely miserable and just angry. It's like a five and a half hour Oh flight. my gosh. I was so grumpy. And then we catch the flight uh, at 7.30 from SFO mm-hmm. to come home in Orange County and land at about nine. Um, I d- went home, dropped off our stuff, and then jumped in the FJ and drove straight to Riverside. Oh wow! To get the work done. To get the work done. So, that's like, I show, oh, man. That's that dedication we're talking. Because I already about had there. the day off, and I was telling Jason, you know, Jason Demello, I said, you know, he's only open Monday through Friday. Yeah. I go. I already have the day off. I may as well come today, like, <laughs> it, or else I'm going to have to take another day off, right. To make the drive out there. So I drove out there and had a great conversation with him and kind of where Demello is going and what and what they're working on and sounds like a podcast it does like it's actually pretty cool, cool um with what he's doing and while we were talking um one of his guys put the sliders on took him all of 10 minutes yeah which is you know to be expected it's like it's like four bolts right so sliders look fantastic i'm really looking forward now to getting a bumper on there and some under yep. armor getting some skids yep and then it's game on man we'll wow. we'll we'll do some rock landing with you right <laughs> nice coming from a guy who never even thought he'd be into it right that's awesome Glad we were able to convert you. Um, so yeah, after uh, after I said bye to the crew, um, I took off on an extra three days. Just kind of stayed out there. And yeah, 
Um, I drove up and uh, hooked up with John from Castle Fab, who now oh, lives yeah. in Minden, Nevada. Old friend? Yep, old yeah. friend, and a huge reason why I was so successful in my own build. Absolutely. Everything I've been doing. Um, hung out with him and his family, went out to dinner, and then we went, did some like desert trails by his house, which which was pretty nice, and almost got stuck in sand, which was fun. Um, lost another bolt off my, uh, my brake caliper. Which amazingly, John found like half a mile down. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. I think I read that he had some crazy eagle eye and Dude. actually found the bolt. The guy is gnarly when it comes to like his his perception. His like, vision is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he perceives everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was like an almost disaster, but luckily caught it before it got. Back. So you're three for three on the on the on the caliper bolts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what are you gonna do about that? No, I already did. It's all Loctite now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you need safety wire. Safety wire. Well, like I you should, need to get some bolts and have a hole in them. I should take belly wire. Yeah. Like there's yeah. like. I'm just going to weld everything on it. That's what I was telling you. Yeah. I go, you know what, dude? You're to the point now where you just need to weld these bolts. Just tack weld everything. And then, you know, when it comes time to have to change take the grinder. Out, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So anyways, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Um, oh, on that trip, I also blew my power steering pump, which was fun. Oh. Man, no so way. half half of the trip, I was actually muscling my way through. Oh, that's no fun with what do you have thirty sevens on uh-huh. there? Yeah, uh-huh. that's not fun. A lot of weight. Yeah, and especially down, at a slow speed. Air down to eleven and going slow. Yeah, because so yeah, you're just uh, my that's, forearms got like got, twice the size. You were going to say <laughs> you came back um, looking like Popeye. Yep, and uh, and yeah, so that was fun. And then I drove back across, uh, back through the lower half of Tahoe area, and um, got into Livermore. Met up with my brother-in-law. Hung out with him and my sister-in-law for for the night, and we, you know, he's a big crawler, so he he's got a JK uh, with everything done to it, um, gutted, and he's got all the curry uh, um, axles and you know the what is it the Rock Jock 60s or something like yeah that, yeah just fully built. Um, so we're we're planning a trip to Rubicon soon, and then I left him and I headed out to go uh, hang out with my buddy Jordan. Uh, you know Jordan, he's yep. our friend. Um, He's actually doing the cleanup. Yeah, of yep. course, you know. Um, and uh, ended up uh, spending the night in Big Sur where it was like one of the few times that I've just spent an entire night, an entire day and night by myself. Um, and the Big Sur is gorgeous. I Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, it is stunning. Um, it's just beautiful trees and you're next to the ocean. Yeah. And just, it's just gorgeous. It's like this little gem of... Uh, of a place to see and i just found the first campsite and i decided i was just going to pull off there because i don't know you know i didn't want to spend a bunch of time researching and i was on my way to hearst castle before i got to jordan's um lost sasquatch on instagram by the way yep yeah and yeah i camped overnight and and i kind of you, you discover some things about yourself when absolutely you're by yourself and i realized i enjoy my time out in the wild more with the people i care about and love I'm not the guy who really is like, I'm just going to go by myself for like a week. And go just disappear for a I week could, or two. Yeah, I could, but there's just something. That's that not what brings you that brings no. you joy. I yeah. think what really attracts me to this whole industry and um, this lifestyle is actually the relationships and the community and the people. hundred percent. Yeah. So, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I have to agree. I've done, I did a couple of trips when I was younger, yeah. um, in my twenties, early twenties, actually. Um, and one of them was driving from San Diego to Seattle and I did that, did that twice and spending 19 hours in a car by yourself. Like 
if you haven't done it, whether it's like what you said, spending a day and night by yourself or doing a long road trip by yourself, yeah. if you haven't done it, you need to. You just figure some things out. You do. You having that much time to yourself to contemplate, to think, to and being relaxed, right? Not being stressed yep. because you're, these conversations are kind of organic. They're happening, you know, as you as you see things and as you kind of experience it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And being able, it's almost like the equivalent of like how your brain works things out as you sleep. Right when you hit your REM cycles and your brain kind of like uses that time to reboot and kind of you know sort things out. Right. This is the equivalent of that. But lucid yep. like this is you like mental health wise sorting things out and talk about perspective and gaining like and, and figuring out what matters to you yep. like that trip was life changing and not because anything happened it was just because I finally knew what I wanted yeah, yeah you know what happens yeah and that's like I don't think that you know I can stress that enough for anybody like have hearing you say that is probably one of the most important messages that i can tell people i think is if you're just getting into this or even if you have if you have been doing it for a while don't underestimate the power of just letting yourself be with yourself yeah and you know either you'll realize it's what you really like and you'll do a lot like my friend jillian like you know our friend jillian yeah um she uh she's she's totally comfortable with herself and she enjoys it yep um you know i like it in small pieces you know like I enjoy what other people bring to my Yeah, story. exactly. So anyways, uh, did that, and then I ended up uh, at Jordan's house the following day. And you know what? Actually, little product plug, and just because it's been so useful to me, it's I had my little Garmin, um, my inReach, my yeah. mini. And so everywhere I was, there was no signal, but I still wanted to keep in touch with Ashley. And, you Isn't know, that thing out. awesome? Dude, Yeah, I have the app. Yeah. So through the app and the inReach, yeah. I was texting back and forth with her, no problem. And That's, yeah. Like, People are like, are you texting? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Like just checking on my wife or yep. you know, finding out if the kids are good and how she's doing because Ashley had to take on the brunt of the entire kid. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah, she's by herself, load yeah. on top of everything else she's doing with work. And so it was a lot for her. And I super appreciate my wife like supporting me and doing this trip um, because, you know, I can't thank her enough. But yeah, it was a lot to ask of her to, to be there with a five and nine year old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was able to keep in touch. So if anybody has ever had that issue, it's like, um, I know satellite phones are an option, but this inReach thing is just super cost effective and I like it way more. Like I easy. have one, I have one as well. I've had mine for almost two years. Nice. And um, one of the reasons that I bought it versus the competition at the time was because it was the only one that offered that offered the ability to text. And it's so good. The network, the satellite oh, it's system is so solid. never have an issue. Yeah, yeah, I've never had an issue reaching um, reaching a network and. I, I text Shannon all the time on it and I say, Hey, we're at camp. Hey, we're on the road and she can track me on a map. Yep. She knows where I'm at. Dude, everything. And she, yeah. And so I can say, Hey, we're safe. Or, you know, she can see if we haven't moved all day, I can tell her why. And honestly, the biggest selling point is for me was that if you ever get in trouble, you have can do that. Button. Well, you have that SOS button, but you can also communicate with first responders. Okay, and yeah. let me tell you, in my opinion, a first responder, or at least the person answering the phone, the yeah. operator on the other end, them knowing whether your issue is mechanical or a heart attack uh-huh. or a broken bone or a severed limb, like those are all very different solutions to send out True. when they're coming to rescue you. You know what I mean? So like 
just hitting SOS is great to have somebody out there. Sure. But them knowing what they're coming into. What to expect. Yeah, what yeah. to expect yeah, is cool. is huge. And that's the main reason why I got it. Yep. Aside from communicating with you. Granted, you don't want to really use it by itself to text with, though you could. Right. Um, only because it's so cumbersome just to push the button up and down. Yeah. Select your letter. Input well, it. I have my messages. I don't know if you can do it on the mini, but on the on the full size one, you can load preset messages. You could do that. So there's that option. So I have like I'm at camp. I have we're going to bed. Good night. We're safe. Or we're or, right. or I have like generic. Just send ones. it off quick. Exactly. But just pairing it with your phone. Yes. Is badass. Totally. You could use it as a regular like how you normally type. Messages. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. Anyways, um, so I had that. So I was in communication with Ashley throughout, and by that last by that last stretch on my way back. Um, at Big Sur, uh, I get like the text, like I've, I've kind of reached my limit. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm on my way and I was gonna, I was potentially going to stay another day and I decided I was going to hit Jordan and just head straight home. Yeah. So I went to Jordan's, um, kind of ran me through some of his knife making process. Oh yeah. He's got some cool he, stuff. He huh? makes some badass knives, yeah. which I now have three of, which nice. is awesome. <laughs> thanks to, thanks to my buddy Alan, um, over at Casey and, uh, and yeah, um, met it, met his fiance. She's she's awesome, and um, we uh, we kind of talked about the fact that he was going to SEMA, and so yeah, he'll be at the Weston booth. I saw the rap that he has, or he like was. He, he I guess at this point, he was at the Weston booth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he put that rap on. Looks, the rap looks, looks amazing. Awesome. Yeah, looks person, rad. yeah, he came down the he came down to HQ um, two days ago, and yeah, kind of we got to see it. Yeah, it looks rad. Um, but yeah, he does the full full size, you know, Chevy. Yep you know overlanding and yep. the amount of stuff that he gets to carry on on with him on trail is oh, just it's ridiculous makes me jealous yeah, every time. yeah it totally does yeah yeah like tens of gallons of water and <laughs> whatever there's no limit you carry whatever you want yeah, yeah nobody cares <laughs> everything so and then uh and then i got home and you know it's always that weird feeling of like things suddenly coming to an end you know yep. like kind of like this podcast um but but like things just kind of um suddenly slowed down yeah and i and i realized okay after we shift gears and get back into dad mode like right off the bat got home taking care of kids you know yeah exactly um, but yeah i highly recommend anyone to go off and plan plan a big trip yeah plan a big trip uh either whether it's with friends or yourself like go 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 for more than just two nights yep go do sure. something go do something like longer bigger and uh, you'll come back from it a lot richer absolutely Absolutely. Like that, that goes to one of our uh, listeners. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram. She posted that she was getting ready to do a long trip by herself yeah. in her, in her yeah, Jeep. Huntress. Yeah. Huntress. Huntress, Huntress off road. Yeah. Yep. And so she was getting ready to do a trip and through some kind of coincidence or serendipity she said or her finger hit a button. Yeah. Her finger hit a button and she landed on episode 10, which is the, one of the Moab episodes. Yeah. Of and just do it. Of just do it. Yeah. And like she went on this whole like trip by herself and same thing, right? Kind of start kind of discovering yourself and meeting challenges, meeting people yep. and just kind of experiencing life in a, from a whole different perspective. And that's, that's pretty awesome. You can see the story. It's on our Instagram. Yeah. It's, and it's those stories that I think makes me go, okay, let's do another episode. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, let's do another episode. Like let's keep this ball rolling because some way, somehow we're affecting somebody out there. Exactly. And that's, it's, that's the best feedback. I think it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, with that, I think uh, I feel pretty good. That I was, do too. That was a pretty solid episode. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are still with us and uh, uh, we didn't lose you along the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, you know, uh, 
thanks so much for the support. You know, things like uh, the, the Instagram messages we get every time we release an episode. The reviews. The reviews, the reviews on reviews. iTunes are going bananas. You guys are killing it, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep we'll keep doing our thing. Um, but I guess now it's time to pay the bills. Yeah. So first on deck is um, a, a, group of, a group of guys that, that have been with us uh, since the beginning. Yep. Uh, that's Rigged Supply, um, R-I-G-D Supply. Uh, they've they kind of saw something um even if maybe we didn't <laughs> it was right. a dream um and they they jumped on board and have been supporting us from the beginning and um i i take i take that um as as a huge value because i've seen what those guys produce and the thoughtfulness that they have in the products that they produce so that 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 means a lot right and so definitely check them out um they have their ultra swing they have their uh, one now for the sprinter yep um they have their universal ultra swing um you know for every other vehicle what's the sprinter one called the mega swing the mega swing yeah mega swing. i think so that's yeah. the one for the sprinter yeah so um and then they have you know like the one that you have ollie the the hitch extender yeah the hitch uh it's the anti-wobble the anti-wobble yeah. yeah hitch extender and which actually it's funny you bring that up i have torn my garage apart I took that all off when I went out to uh, on that trip. Yeah, and I can't find it now. And I was gonna go <laughs> mountain biking, and I don't, I didn't have it. And I'm like, why is my bike rack not fitting? I'm like, shit, I've lost it. So I actually have to go and hit Luke the, uh, for another one. The, the, the garage gremlins took it, dude. It's so indispensable for me because when you have those big ass tire carriers, yeah, like I do, like with the external cage, yep. and you got a 37 you on there, you need something like, to push it out not, past the tire. Yeah, you're not gonna fit a normal um, bike rack. Bike rack and the extension of a bike rack is not long enough. Yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, so, so definitely check them out. Um, RiggedSupply.com. Yep. Um, like I said, they've been they've been really instrumental in kind of helping us uh, get things going. And if and you've also at this point hopefully heard uh, the podcast that we did with Luke and the podcast that would have been right before this one, which was with Jason. With Jason. So now you've got a good picture of what these two guys what are all about. What these two guys are all about. Or if exactly. you haven't listened to them, go listen to them and you'll find out. Yeah, exactly. Awesome stories. So and then uh, yeah, and then our our second um, major supporter and my new employer. Yeah, a little bit closer into the family, huh? Yeah. We're kind of like we're kind of marrying into the family now. Yeah, just merging <laughs> into one organism. Um, I took over uh, directing the marketing operations over at Casey Lights now, so that's where I'll be. Uh, hopefully for the next uh, at least 300 weeks the foreseeable future yeah, yeah. and uh, just such a great team it's what I expected uh, to get into and um, a lot of responsibility now beyond just being an ambassador for a uh, for a company um, oh we just got our so we have this we have this plaque that uh, we go around and we're gonna be giving out yeah. to rigs at our events of whoever we see like is the most notable rig and we just had uh, Today's winner, with a tundra. Yeah. yeah today's winner. Incredible tundra build. Drop it off and we'll have pictures of that too. Um, but yeah, anyways, KC, like, you know, not only do they make badass lighting, but they really truly bring the party yeah. uh, wherever they go. And anyone who's kind of come in touch with or come in contact with the with the community that uh, KC has built can attest to that that it's just a good time all the time. Yep. And and the lighting doesn't suck yeah, at no, all. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The products are great. You, we all have the they gravity. Walk, they talk the talk, but they also walk the walk. Yep. We got the Pro <laughs> 6 bars on our rigs. And yep. I mean, I, I highly recommend them with the amber covers. Um, but yeah, it's it's everything you need and more to come. Absolutely. So definitely check them out. Um, they have some season, some end of year sales going on too. So by the time you hear this podcast, you'll hear the usual seasonal stuff coming. Are we so definitely be in check Black them out. Friday? No, we'll no, be we'll that. be we'll be past it. But there'll still be some end of year sales and we'll some have, Black uh, Friday 12, sales. Twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, so make sure to sign up for the emails uh, if 
if you're getting this right around that time, if yep. not, then it's already passed. You can always use RFD20 um, as a coupon code for yeah. uh, you can start using that. A little yep. 20% off right there. Yep. And so, yeah. Um, oh, one gear last forward. thing. One last thing. Yeah, is gear or two last things. The next one is Gear Forward. So, Gear Forward is definitely um, they're doing a fundraiser right now. So, check them out. That um, should still be live when you hear the podcast. Uh, they're raising money for homeless veterans and kind of making sure that they're sheltered um, during the brutal winters that are to be expected uh, throughout the Midwest and the rest of the country, for that matter. So, check them out. Um, in general, Gear Forward works really hard to provide gear to underprivileged children, which is something that we really are happy to be a part of. And you know obviously is right in line with what we're doing and and the the whole family vibe that we got going on there so definitely check them out gearforward.com um and the last thing is by the time you hear this we're probably going to be two episodes away i think from our one year year. yeah so expect to start seeing things uh end of january will be our one year and i think we're going to try and plan something for that maybe a little overnighter yeah yeah we'll try and plan something for that so keep an eye out for that yeah check our channels on rick for dirt on instagram uh rfd underscore oc on instagram and rfd underscore la yep yeah so don't forget to uh leave us a review on itunes if you like what you're hearing um i'm frank at trekkie mctruckface and i'm ali at kate the jeep who yeah. is currently hopefully by this point all rewrapped <laughs> can't wait <laughs> nice. for you guys to see uh, but thanks guys thanks